Exploding Heavens, Monday, 7.09 p.m. on CITR 101.9 FM, Vancouver. I'm Peter Mansbridge, and you're listening to CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. Good evening, Ilta, and a pleasant gangster Monday evening to you, wherever you may be. Welcome to yet another episode of Exploding Head Movies. This is your cinematically inspired program here found on Vancouver's Sandbox, the community radio station CITR. Your voice of UBC here on 101.9 FM. We broadcast at 500 watts from unceded Musqueam territory from the student nest here on campus. And our signal takes us throughout the lower mainland of British Columbia. From Squamish to Bellingham, Washington, west across the Salish Sea, where our frequency bells are friends over at UVic CFUV, and then east into the Fraser Valley. In all these places, wherever else the internet will take you, Find us on the web at www.citr.ca. CITR Radio is also under Facebook and Twitter under convenient names. 
as opposed to this guy over here. Who's that guy? It's me. My name's Gak. I'll be driving around aimlessly in this big open world for the next two hours. So buckle up. Let the frequencies guide you all over these streets. Remember to sit back, relax, and close your eyes, but don't drive too fast. Phone number for the station for those of you listening live, 604-822-2487. That spells out 604-UBC-CITR. Do keep it short and sweet and to the point, along with giving me ample time to posit the appropriate audio into the right places. You can email anytime radiofreegack at gmail.com. Exploding Head Movies is on Facebook under its given name. You can follow me on Twitter at 100air. And on Instagram, I am Myopic Man. In the background here, this is Toronto's Bad, Bad, Not Good. And this is Cashmere of last year's four album. And do remember, this is the Roman numeral four, IV. The Hip Hop Jazz Quartet swing very close by to us this week as they play this Thursday, December 14th, at the Showbox at the Market in Seattle. This Friday, December 15th, at Portland, Oregon's Revolution Hall. And then in Oakland, this Saturday, December 16th, at the Fox Theater. That's it for the West Coast before they head down to Australia and New Zealand. And recently, Bad Bad Not Good deconstructed how this song, Cashmere, was composed. And he appears on the inaugural video episode of Blue Sound's series, A Sound in the Making. It details how complicated Cashmere was to record, along with his influences from bossa nova to prog rock. Still would like to catch him live, but it's definitely been a while since they've played Vancouver. If you're not battling either holiday traffic... Or exams this week. Perhaps a road trip is in order. And we started off with Slum Pussy with Gangster Friday, and that features a sample of Craig Mack's mid 90s RB standard. I will say it's a standard, because man, time flies. Flavor in your ear. Craig Connor handles the A list of Slum Pussy, and he recorded that song for the then studio DMA design about 20 years ago. Tied to a little video game I remember playing as a freeware demo a Christmas 20 years ago. You only had six minutes to play before the car exploded. And then start over again. Start over. We did. That game was the original Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto. And uh, this October marked that 20th anniversary. So this week, we'll share only a wee bit of the music that has popped up over the years on the in-game radio stations. Only a wee bit. And uh, ranging from its humble origins, just from a small Scottish studio and what's known now as Rockstar Games. And of course, in 2001, it broke out massively. And the series has done some landmark work into gaming itself. But of course, it's had a, its fair share of controversy as it sort of uh, allowed for a narrative not associated with video games at the time. Uh, based on how much time we have this week, uh, music from most of what we're going to listen to is going to be off the first six games or so. I mean, there are 10 or 11 games in the actual series itself, four expansion packs. 
And uh, the most recent iterations, 2013's Grand Theft Auto V, along with the recent Grand Theft Auto Online, will be left out, mostly just based on a lot of that music I sort of creeped in through uh, exploding hit movies over the recent years, but kind of deserves its own show. I wanted to go back in time to listen to some of the stuff that uh, we may be familiar with if we've been playing for games for so long. I can't get the consoles to plug into the RCA. Otherwise, hopefully your holiday season's going well so far. It's exam time here at UBC campus, so along with uh, some of the quietness, there's a lot more tension as the classes have ended and deadlines loom. Otherwise, we're going to kick off some long overdue new music from Björk. Not overdue on her part, overdue on me sharing it with you. And the Icelandic singer and composer's previous album was 2015's Volnikura, which came in the wake of the end of a relationship with the American director Matthew Barney. So it had a super dark core that she described as both hell and divorce. So she intentionally swung back to positivity with her new album, Utopia, which came out a couple weeks ago. And uh, she's described it as her paradise album, tied in part to dating and Tinder. She's continued work with the Venezuelan producer Arca, Though this time he's brought, he was brought in a little bit earlier into the songwriting process. And uh, both cultures are kind of represented in bird songs. So you're going to hear a bit of Icelandic and Venezuelan birds, along with a lot of flutes, since a 12-piece orchestra section pops out throughout Utopia. So picture this as an optimistic escape to a luscious island, a place where people can begin again. From Utopia, this will be Björk. With Saint. You're now listening to Exploding Head Movies. Live from the realms of Studio A. Of that pious little station that you know and love as CITR. 101.9 FM. In Vancouver. Thank you. 
To understand more about fashion, we asked CITR student executive and fashion expert Jonathan Q what fashion means to him. Like, it's just aesthetically something that's so ostentatious. Typically, typically. I mean, because of course, I mean, it's also, you know, I mean, uh, when, when you say fashion, I think people are talking explicitly about uh, consumerism as opposed to someone who buys, like, uh, like you know, If you really want to know more about fashion, come on down to CITR in the Student Union Building of UBC and pick up some of our merchandise à la mode. Nous avons t-shirts, sweatshirts, socks, and coffee mugs. But it's also very aesthetically gripping. To keep you styling in support of the station you love. Isn't that right, Jonathan? Well, actually, is it? Because, I mean, you know, I was going to say because of the cultural vacuum that we exist within, but then, you know, uh, really, fashion today is kind of derived from the European idea of couture, and that's been around for centuries. Bye. 
from Lafayette, Indiana. That was Circuit des Yeux. French for uh, the circuit of eyes, I suspect. Eye circuit. Laps. Something that goes around in circles. The song we heard was Paper Bag. And at first it almost sounds like a Philip Glass or Steve Reich piece before some great 1970s folk elements pop in and then split the difference. Secret des Yeux is the, uh, sorry, Secret des Yeux is the alias of Haley Four. She's worked with acts like Glenn Branca, Lee Ronaldo of Sonic Youth fame, Bill Orcutt, Bitchin Bajas, Bonnie Prince Billy over the years. And you can find Paper Bag on Circuit Deus fifth and most recent album, Reaching for Indigo, which uh, Four co-produced with Cooper Crane. And now Circuit Deus, I am not putting the proper glide between the final consonant and the first vowel. Circuit Des Yeux has a little West Coast tour in January next year, getting as close as Seattle and Boise, Idaho. But no Canadian dates as of yet. Should head over to Europe in February. Behind me. Boost that a little bit for your listening pleasure. New music from the fabled BBC Radiophonic Workshop and off this year's Burials in Several Earths. This is an 11-minute piece known as The Stranger's House. Burials in Several Earths marks the first album by the sonic artists best known for providing the early electronic music for Doctor Who. And this is the first album in 32 years. At least released by them and not a re-release. Burials in Several Earths features four long suites derived in part based on improvisations with inspirations from Francis Bacon's unfinished epic poem, New Atlantis, a source of sorts to the original founders of the workshop back in the late 1950s, and that's Desmond Briscoe and Daphne Oram. There's a couple guests that uh, feature along with the BBC Radiophonic Workshop, which includes Martin Ware, who you may know from The Human League, and then Steve Dub Jones, sound engineer who's worked with acts like Chemical Brothers, New Order, and Uncle. So, I aim to play a full piece by the Radiophonic Workshop without my grave voice over top. We'll save that for an upcoming episode, but I will bet you it will be in the year 2018. Let's get a little hip-hop here, starting with uh, one of the busiest rappers this year, Future. It's the alias of Atlanta's Nevadius Damon Wilbon. He released his super slimy mixtape back in October with Young Thug, and then two albums back in February, self-titled release and then Hendrix. The latter featured guest appearances by The Weeknd, Rahana, and Nicki Minaj. But the other album, just future by itself, more solo-focused, aside from some production help from DJ Khaled and the members of the 808 Mafia. Although expanded editions uh, featured uh, guest appearances by Drake and YG. Original version of this song just had Future by himself. And it samples Tommy Butler's prison song from the musical Selma. But a remix with Kendrick Lamar popped up this spring based on a performance that they did at Coachella. And uh, Lamar's actually performed this song on his damn tour this year. Ever since this song and the remix came out. 
Some listener discretion is advised based on language here. This will be future along with Kendrick Lamar with the remix of Mask Off. Talking when it's fatal. Half and hard, I can't tell. Half of y'all might need help. I might fall in Rodale, bitch. I might ball in Australia. I might call a full rails. All I ask, go unveil. Wind blows in the windows, and I smack in with a big blow. She got me like Timbo. No, it's Timbo. Plan them, plan them, plan them. Gotta look at self and ask what happened. How y'all let a conscious nigga go commercial while only making conscious albums? How y'all let the braids on TV? How y'all let the hood at the table? Now y'all don't even know how to rate them. Niggas looking like I'm a creative player. Everybody who didn't pay respect, gotta fess up now and pay your debt. Gotta lay some down to make a threat. Gotta say something now, don't hold your breath. How you mean I ain't floating? I got the salt, got the potion. I got a all like emotions and emotions. I put a red in the oceans and put the body in the ocean. I made an oath when my nigga told me to go in. Then he died on a cold bench. All my old friends living life on a slow end. Gotta keep shit rolling. It's deep. It's deep. I done fuck so much I can't sleep. I done fuck so much I'm retired. I'm about to live my life through day free. She said she broke down when Prince died. Bitch, my hair down, Prince lived to me. Get your ass up and be inspired. You know how many bodies in the street. Take the mask off so you can sing. Fuck it, man. Fuck it, man. 
I like Star Trek. Yeah, oh, yeah cool. awesome. I love The Lord of the Rings. Great. Great yeah. I'm into obscure 1950s atomic monster movies. Uh, okay. sure. I really enjoyed the Michael Bay Ninja Turtles. We can work with that. Here at the UBC Sci-Fi and Fantasy Society, we accept everyone. We have weekly movies, game nights, and the largest non-academic library at UBC. Come by our club room, 3206D in the Nest. It's a great place to eat lunch, hang out, and procrastinate. Check out our Facebook group, UBC Sci-Fi and Fantasy Society, to find out what's going on.
Take the vowels of this uh, name of a local pharmacy chain, and you have London Drugs. London Drugs. L-N-D-N-D-R-G-S, in case you can't speak mumblish. From 2014, we heard Feel, which featured Chuck English there all on vocals. The primary vocalist for London Drugs is Jay Worthy from Bompton in California. There's also production by Vancouver's Sean House, as they combine some vintage G-Funk, along with some modern ASAP finesse, since uh, they did study under the late great ASAP Yams. Field does not appear on their 2016 debut, Active. You can spell Active with a K in there. And uh, that album came out to the Fool's Gold label. In the background, interesting Icelandic thread popping up for this show. He was born in Australia. He's been based in Reykjavik all this time. His name is Ben Frost. From his latest studio album, 2017's The Center Cannot Hold, I speak over Ionia. Frost also put out a couple soundtracks this year, which I need to dig up. Uh, first one for the German Netflix supernatural series Dark, for which I've heard nothing but fantastic reviews. And then Kevin Phillips' film Super Dark Times. So yeah, twice dark. Ben Frost. We'll stick with Vancouver some production here. Uh, Elin Benarok records under the aliases of Electronic Sound Broadcast, otherwise known as ESB and Logic Systems. But in 2016, he put an album out through the 1080p label, and the label itself remains on hiatus. Uh, he put it out as Elka. And Chance, wonderful little release, came out in vinyl and I believe on limited edition cassettes. Here's Elka, referring to one of the great rhythm machines from the Roland organization. This is Excursion 909. My name's Gak. You're listening to Exploding Hit Movies here on CITR. 1.9 FM in a dark Vancouver.
inside. Proximity to the arts is cleansing for the soul. If there's any lesson we can take from High School Musical, it's that the arts are a vital part of any community. Join the CATR Arts Collective to see movies, theater, dance, or live comedy shows and share your thoughts on air. The Arts Report airs every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Email volunteer at citr.ca to get involved.
From Toronto, that was Babel off the 2016 album Marshallis. That was track four. Otherwise, almost like a you'd name a planet after the star and how many planets in it is away from it. Marshallis four. That was the alias of Jacob Raylinger. On his band camp, he touts the music having cosmic ambience, electroacoustics, and guitar drones. Behind me, we'll crank that up a bit. This is Harold Faltermeyer. And from the soundtrack to the 1987 film The Running Man, this is the intro slash Bakersfield. Starred Arnold Schwarzenegger as a wrongly accused man whose sentence is to participate in a game show that kills its criminals. I was going to play this at the beginning of the year, but then I forgot. And part of me was naively thinking that 2017 would be okay, but as the title card for the movie indicates, 2017, the world has collapsed. Food, natural resources, and oil are in short supply. A police state divided into paramilitary zones rules with an iron hand. Because who knew that 2017 would mimic the idea of reality TV, fake news to manipulate public opinion, a place where dissent isn't tolerated, and effectively, a dystopia. Where you could be wrongly accused just because you don't tow the party line. Well, at least Stephen King kind of knew. Although, the book adaptation... A little odd. Anyways, uh, let's uh, get some new music from Montreal's Men I Trust. Not much uh, else I can describe to you about them aside from what I've told you in past shows, but they're a trio, and uh, their band camp is quite active. And this song just came out a couple of weeks ago. So this is Men I Trust, with I Hope to Be Around. <laughs> Daily. 
a nasty, nasty guy. He's a liar. Get him out of here. Get him the hell out of here. Get him out of here. Who is this guy? Does he have a name? Does anybody know where he's from? They call me DJ Ray. The Late Night Show is the start of the weekend. Tune in every Saturday mornings from 12.30 a.m. to late, right after the Medicine Show. Email us, show at gmail.com. This concludes our proposal. Thank you for your attention.
Great producer from this province of ours, Jay Holy. And from his 2014 album, Scopolamine Dream, Weird Curse Inspires. And Jay Holy is the alias of JC, sorry, Jason Holinati. Most recent release came out last year. It's called Diddy. Something to digest and parse. Mostly because I had to figure it out yesterday in the midst of researching everything. In the background, from London, England, this is Red Snapper. And from their most recent release, 2014's Hyena, this is Card Trick. Live band that's been around since 1993, although they did take a hiatus of sorts in the early 2000s, but they've reunited in the past 10 years. Features double bass, drums, and guitar. Someone doing some fantastic synth work. And something I need to dig up is uh, part of the inspiration for the entire Hyena album, which was a soundtrack that the band did for a cult 70s Senegalese road movie called Tukibuki. Something restored by Martin Scorsese recently. So at some point we'll expand the horizons of the world. I just kicked open for not only you, but for myself. We're going to get loopy for the next couple sets here with a whole bunch of Montreal acts. And uh, these two songs have been sort of following a playlist for a while. They never fully fit into what was going on, but since this episode tied to the video game series Grand Theft Auto, is that going to be kind of all over the place? Might as well veer to every possible shoulder. So the band here is called Fern. It's a quintet. features members from other acts like Moss Lime, Lantern, Each Other and Soft Cone. And last year, they put out an album called Cool Coma through Fixture Records. Here's Fern with Moving Boxes. You're listening to CITR 11.9 FM in Vancouver, broadcasted from unceded Musqueam territory here from the student nest here on campus. My name is Gak. You're listening to the show that you know is Exploding Head Movies.
is nothing good about winter. The days are shorter, the sun isn't as sunny, and it's freaking cold. Um, yeah, but there's also the annual winter issue of Disorder. Pick up your copy of Disorder, that magazine that's salty enough to melt the iciest of seasonal affective disorders from CITR, at one of our over 100 distribution locations. To share some fireside cheer with Kathleen Hepburn, a local independent director, enjoy a cup of metaphorical cocoa with BB over their first full album release, make some non-denominational sugar cookies at Chinatown's Pollyanna Library with Jonathan Q, take a sleigh ride through CITR's seasonal special listening guide, and of course, enjoy reviews of local shows and new releases. And an extra special holiday shout-out to our advertisers, Tambor Concerts, The Rickshaw Theater, The Rio Theater, The Cinematheque, and Mint Records. Hmm, I guess winter's not that bad. Listening to CITR 101.9 FM Vancouver. Ice cream man, ice cream man, uh, can I have this? I want this over here and a, a toast on by my father and give me this ice over here and vanilla cone. Thank you, ice cream man. Thank you. Thank you, ice cream man.
First of two Montreal sets there. We start off with Fern with Moving Boxes, and then we heard a song that just came out a couple months ago. Coco Bear. And that was Talk to Me. Coco Bear in its current iteration is the duo of uh, Coco Khan on vocals and keys and on drums, Etienne Momoro. In the past, there's been uh, musicians like Choice, Bloodshot Bill, and Isidro Rubio. Need to find more material like that. Always like kind of lo-fi electronic stompers of that sort. And of course, what's in the background here is kind of like what I've been listening to a lot this year. Behind me, this is Evangelis Katsoulis. And this is the title track to his 1988 album, The Slipping Beauty. Not sleeping, slipping. Uh, this was released in 2014. Well worth looking for. And this is not the Vangelis that you're thinking of. That of Chariots and Fire and the original Blade Runner fame. We did touch upon that last month on a past episode of Exploding Head Movies. Get some more Montreal for you here, although we'll get a little housey and then uh, some music. That will be coming from a forthcoming debut, but um, Jacques Green put out his first album, Feel Infinite, earlier this year. After releasing any number of EPs and remixes before. And, uh... Manages to land a complete album feel, as opposed to dance singles. And this song actually features vocals by How to Dress Well. An outstanding bit of English neo RMB. Here's Jacques Green with True. I repeated that, I swear to God I repeated that, and I know I got heated. 
see it that you wouldn't need me back. When I look at these words, yeah, I see I'm a self and a complex. Look at these words, yeah, I see I'm myself in the complex. You change, babe, but I can change too. Is Coco Hamamatsu talking about koi fish in a pond or the youth at CITR and Discorder? Get info on your wares, services, or events directly to students, musicians, artists, and all the coolest cats from Bellingham to Squamish by advertising with CITR and Discorder on air, in print, or online. This can be your reality if you email us at advertising at citr.ca or call 604-822-4342. Visit citr.ca for rates and packages.
More Montreal there. We heard Clarion. And from his forthcoming debut album, which won't be out until I think it is February in 2018, Television Days, the song we heard was Tuxedo Beach. He's recorded as Maurice Benjamin in the past, and he's the head sound engineer at Lost Star Recording Studios. And for Television Days, starting in 2015, he performed and recorded between Mexico and Berlin, and ended up working with uh, Felix de Housecat and Spaceman on Founders of Filth. So yeah, looking forward to hearing a complete Television Days. Something brought to my attention via the always impeccable XLR ATAR blog. In the background here, this is new music from the Canadian electronic act Tolpamin. Something that popped up onto my radar about a week or two ago when they sent in news about their latest release. This is Venus in the Noise. Otherwise, if you look at their band camp right now, they have at least three volumes of albums devoted to ringtones. Kind of in the same ilk as this, so definitely looking forward to hearing more long-form pieces, quality stuff all around. Let's talk about some of the soundtracks that are out this week. On the new side of things, there's one big one. Star Wars The Last Jedi. John Williams is back to do the score for that. That's out through Walt Disney Records. And I do have to schedule something around that once it's available. And of course, once I finally get to watch it. And similar to what we've done with uh, the recent wave of Star Wars films, we'll try to pair it with an older soundtrack. So I might have to actually go into the prequels now, since i not quite exhausted what we've done in the past with the original series, and then things like The Force Awakens and Rogue One, but The Phantom Menace does have some good music there. So we'll look into that. Otherwise, on the sci-fi side, um, the latest CBS Online series, Star Trek Discovery. Jeff Russo's score is out through Lakeshore Records. H. Scott Scalinas did the music for The Ballad of Lefty Brown, and it's out through Lakeshore Records. And then John Powell did the score to Ferdinand, an animated story about a bull. But there's also a song album out. The song album's throughout through Island Records. Score is out through La La Land Records and Five Cats Studios. Ryan Miller, not the old uh, Canucks goalie, and along with various artists, did the music for Mr. Roosevelt. And that's out through Abco. And uh, for those people who've been digging music from Stranger Things, done by Survive, Kyle Dixon, Michael Stein, uh, there's a movie that sort of celebrates the return of 80s synths, kind of that John Carpenter ilk. The documentary is called The Rise of the Synths, and the official companion album is out through Lakeshore Records. Otherwise, the Argentine guitarist Gustavo Santeolaja along with various artists providing music from the tribes of Palos Verdes. On the re-release side, well, this m- music came out only a month or two ago, but the vinyl edition of Blade Runner 2049 score by Benjamin Walfish and Hans Zimmer is out through Epic Records. We ran out of music for my blathering here. Uh, other re-releases include the Franz Waxman collection containing music from Captain's Courageous, and that's out through Entrada. There's a 50th anniversary edition of the original Casino Royale, so not the Daniel Craig James Bond, the, the weird spoof 
Music by Burt Bacharach. Limited edition of 2000 units is available through Quartet Records. Jerry Goldsmith's score from Damnation Alley. That's out through Entrada soon. Uh, there's a limited edition of also an expanded score of Nino Rota's music from La Dolce Vita. And uh, Jerry Goldsmith again. An expanded limited edition of 1000 units from his music from La Russia House. That's out through Quartet Records too. Now, we'll at least get one short bit of Canadian TV music here before we get into Grand Theft Auto. And uh, CBC Vancouver reporter Justin McElroy recently set up a uh, bracket of sorts whereby 64 Canadian television shows were pitted against each other in four categories. Kids programming, comedy, drama, and then miscellaneous. Because Canadian music or Canadian shows don't easily fit into other categories. So, in the midst of all these 64 acts, and then, of course, the voting that happened, eventually there was a final four with the best of each category. The final two featured Shadowy Men and Shadowy Planets score, just had a theme to the kids in the hall. But it lost to Donald Himes. Well, at least, it's not the scores that they're doing. It's actually reading the TV shows. I'm the one who's worried about the scores all the time. Anyways, Mr. Dressup, the great uh, Ernie Coombs, came up from Pittsburgh to uh, kind of do a kid's show in Toronto, featuring the boy puppet Casey. I'm going to qualify that I got the boy or girl puppet Casey because uh, we did not uh, identify as such, and Casey as a kid, ambiguity reigned supreme, but Finnegan totally was a dog. Anyways, the music for that was done by the impeccable pianist Donald Himes, and this appeared on the 2000 album, but there's been various iterations of this theme for quite some time. So, dig out the tickle trunk. Here's Mr. Dressup. And from that, we will veer very extremely into the ultraviolet world of Grand Theft Auto. of our friends, we here at CITR wouldn't be able to bring you all the great music, art, cinema, and culture that you love. Thanks to the long-standing support from the Rio Theatre, we are able to keep you informed on all the great artists, films, and everything else coming to town there. For all the current information about who and what's playing at the Rio Theatre, visit their website at www.riotheatre.ca.
shoplift cartoon. He was in the low saloon and came Billy Joe walking through the door. I said they blown the golden nugget. My granddaddy said, oh, darling, you buried my Dolores. My sweet little golden over steel son. Chaplips Calhoun by the late Sideways Hank O'Malley and the Alabama Bottle Boys. And you know, that was so good, I reckon I'll play it again. Oh, if only you could, Fergus Buckner. Don't have to add too much to it, because that's your shout-out right there. Sideways Hank O'Malley. Before I forget, the Fergus Buckner Show is sponsored by Rattler Creek Chewing Tobacco. Fergus Buckner, along with Sideways Hank O'Malley and the Alabama Bottle Boys, are the aliases of Brian Baglow and Colin Anderson. And you can find that song anytime you enter the pickup truck in the original 1997 video game, Grand Theft Auto. So yeah, this week we're profiling a whole bunch of music from the video game series. Not from every game, not really much from the most recent game series, as much as I'd like to, but it's important to highlight where everything came from 20 years ago. Original Grand Theft Auto came out from DMA Design out of Edinburgh, originally formed in 1984 as Acme Software, but it's renamed itself a few times, but 1997, they were DMA Design. And Grand Theft Auto was designed by David Jones and Michael Daly. Development began in 1995. Originally, everything was going to be called Race and Chase. Kind of following in the wake of some of the other games that the company put out. Shooters like Menace and Bloody Money and then platform games like Lemmings. Which, if you're a certain age, you've definitely played. Sending those poor little mammals off of cliff sides. Not in real life despite what Disney documentaries tell you. 
It was a top-down approach. And uh, key thing with Grand Theft Auto was it separated the idea from a fixed narrative where you had to do one thing after another. It was an open-world gaming design where you basically kind of could decide how you wanted to play the game. You got to pick up missions from payphones, find hidden games in alleyways and elsewhere, a whole bunch of side tasks, and otherwise just create overall chaos. And uh, amongst the revolutionary aspects of this open-world game is that it's one of the early games where you play a criminal and you do bad things. So that's effectively led a series of controversies all that time. Since you're stealing cars most of the time, shooting people, the police clue in what's going on, pursue you. The more crime you do, the stronger the police presence is. All throughout the Grand Theft Auto series, there's been a uh, strong satirical sense based on uh, mocking advertising and other sort of cultural norms. But one of the key things that's always stuck out is that anytime you entered a vehicle, You'd have a random radio station playing, except for the pickup truck, as it were. When the first game out, Grand Theft Auto featured in-house music, along with fake ads and promos popping up, making it sound like a true radio station. Quite revolutionary at the time, relatively simple. And uh, what we're actually listening to right now is from one of the sequels from Grand Theft Auto, done by the Canadian video game division. Grand Theft Auto London 1969. This is Riz Ortolani with the Roaring Twenties. Which originally appeared on the 1969 soundtrack to the film One on Top of the Other, otherwise known as Italian, is una sol'altra. But yes, uh, DMA Design eventually renamed themselves to Rockstar Games, and uh, the Edinburgh office eventually moved to Leeds, and they're otherwise known as Rockstar North. So. We opened the show with some Craig Connor, a slum pussy, but he also did record something as Da Shooters. And this song became sort of a de facto theme early on, to the point it resurfaced in the 2001 breakout sequel, Grand Theft Auto 3. Which I'll get into more detail later, because I gotta talk about Grand Theft Auto 2. But from the first Grand Theft Auto, here's the shooters. The Grand Theft Auto. Make sure you keep your keys to the car safe. Keep your doors locked. It's not safe out there. Crime's up. Exploding head movies is on. Damn it.
Now he's deceased. He got caught in a jam. Threw in the can with the cops and robbers and he killed another man. Cheap knowledge was my main game. To figure out the law, to figure out the frame. Just when I thought I knew justice, I got my me said, you just been busted. Average height got out of a black sedan holding a baseball bat. He approached a dark-haired woman, hit her in the head, then hit her again as she fell to the ground. He continued to beat her ribs, chest, legs, and face until she lost consciousness. He then hit her again, got into his car, and drove away. This is a scene from a video game played by millions. If we want violence against women to stop, shouldn't we stop treating it like a game? Join the conversation at hashtag not okay. Sound shaking, earth quaking, change.
Originally on their 1998 album, Weekend World. But it became part of the loading music for Grand Theft Auto 2 when that came out in 1999. That was Easy Rollers with Short Change. Back from Suffolk, England, drum and bass group. Probably best known for their song Walk This Land from Guy Ritchie's debut film Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Grand Theft Auto 2 was set in sort of a sci-fi future. Kind of a retro-futuristic metropolis. Uh, cheekily indicated as three weeks in the future. A lot of dystopic elements. No real recognizable vehicles of sorts. And at some point I did want to dig up the song Taxi Mutt Drivers Must Die. Just because Grand Theft Auto, yeah, the satire, as I mentioned, is quite thick. Grand Theft Auto 2 introduced some other non-player interactions, because at the time in Grand Theft Auto 1, aside from the cops chasing you, uh, you basically just drove over people, if not doing anything else. But in Grand Theft Auto 2, passengers could enter cars, buses, taxis, uh, car jackers would sometimes rip you out of the car and run, drive away be pickpockets and muggers and also just the concept of day and night so the idea of a changing dayscape but another thing introduced was gang respect which was important for one of the sequels but in the background here from Grand Theft Auto 3 this is scat work with electronic go-go and in 2001 the third sequel Switch from the two-dimensional drop-down approach to driving and enter the 3D world, which already at this point, Doom, Quake, a lot of first-person shooters had already had firm control of, but when you introduce the sandbox element to all that and then let them loose in the New York City equivalent Liberty Cities, it was quite epic. And uh, when the game came out, it sold almost 15 million copies and it set up a more cinematic universe Included voice acting, although the main character remained quite silent. But in the midst of all that, of course, it increased the violence because with the realism, uh, all what seemed like weird cartoony crimes now felt a lot more real. And one thing also that boosted as well, too, is a more sexual content. So the game became very adult as a result. But somehow that added to the popularity of it all since it was quite the scandal. This song was an immediate highlight on one of the radio stations. I remember when I first played it, I was still adjusting from the change from the 2D to the 3D to the point I couldn't even drive the car without basically setting it on fire all the time. Uh, there was a talk radio station that was introduced to, uh, which brought DJ Laszlo Jones into the fold, and he became a guiding character from the series then on. And um, from a soundtrack perspective, uh, one... Uh, Station devoted itself to Giorgio Moroto's soundtrack from Scarface. But we're going to go with Craig Gray here, something that could easily have fit in to the actual radio world at the time. But Grand Theft Auto 3 set a huge standard for what was to follow, so this became the last game that featured a lot of other in-house music or otherwise lesser artists providing their music. So here's Craig Gray with Fade Away.
relationship with substances? AMS Vice is a student-run, peer support and education service around drugs, alcohol, and other vices. We provide one-on-one -on -one peer mentorship, group support sessions, and education, including harm reduction events, workshops, and customized presentations for student groups. Our services are confidential, non-judgmental, and free. Find AMS Vice on Facebook or email vice at ams.ubc.ca for more information. Credited to Lex Horton from the 2002 sequel to Grand Theft Auto 3. And at this point, they held on to GTA 3 as a handle. But we know it as the Miami Acolyte Vice City. That was its theme. 
kind of evoking Miami Vice, along with the 808s of the Miami bass scene. And for Vice City, the game universe went back to 1986. So, perfect heyday for what you associate with the South Florida scene. They amped up the Scarface references for sure. It was based on some of the characters in Liberty City. Kind of went back in time at least 15 years, allowing to get some context about how everything built up. The lead character for Vice City had a name now, Tommy Versetti, and he had a voice done by Ray Liotta. So, of course, now we have a little bit of Goodfellas territory there. And along with the gaudy pastel colors, the neon signs you associate with South Beach, you could change the player's clothes, you could buy property, both to live and then save your game in, or then uh, businesses to then operate. But the key difference that happened with Vice City is that with the licensing that they had, they managed to procure about every big artist available in this 80s universe. Two Michael Jackson songs, for instance, which is crazy rare, but they had a whole bunch of new wave, electro, kind of adult-oriented listening, but two talk stations, two, one Cuban station and a heavy metal station, which featured a notable fake band known as Love Fist, a bit of a Scottish glam rock act. And behind me, some music from the mall. This is the North Point Mall ambient music. Kind of evoking a little bit of vaporwave, as it were. Alright, apparently I've spoken enough that I'm going to sort of condense what I was going to do here since we're already kind of doing a bit of a random show here, but uh, I'm going to grab the themes from the next two games in the series. And we're going to go to 2004, which uh, kind of wrapped up the uh, 3D iterations of Grand Theft Auto by hopping to kind of what was the San Francisco equivalent, but for San Andreas, they expanded it to be a state. Two states, in fact, California and Nevada, as it had a Los Angeles equivalent, a San Francisco equivalent, and then a Las Vegas set up, too. They set the clock to 1992. It's definitely riding on the Compton rap scene, gangster funk, and of course then tying into Rodney King and the riots. And uh, the game expanded for even more indoor levels, so you can actually go into some of the buildings there and do what you need to. Uh, brought back gang respect. Uh, you can modify the cars. There are hidden games, being they video or sporting types. You could also eat and date. But one of the big controversies with the San Andreas iteration was that at some point they had a little sub-game called Hot Coffee, which uh, played up the sexual content extremely. Uh, to the point that basically you're in bed with some of the women you date, and you pick your position, as it were. That part of the game was not actually exposed within the game itself, but part of the code was still in what was shipped, and through the modding community, people found it, and they managed to dig up what was going on there, and the controversy even amped up further as a result of that, to the point that uh, there's questions about what constitutes a computer program if the actual code doesn't make the final game, but it's still in there. So, crazy stuff there. The theme for San Andreas is done by Michael Hunter, and this completely evokes that scene. Here we go. San Andreas, Michael Hunter.
So we had a double shot there, Michael Hunter. First off, with the G-Funk-inspired theme to GTA San Andreas from 2004. And then from 2008, Michael Hunter again, with Soviet Connection, otherwise known as the theme for Grand Theft Auto 4. That game came out in 2008 and introduced what was the high-definition era of Grand Theft Auto. So it ditched all the previous history just to sort of reset the palette a little bit and try to sort of deal with uh, creating its own storylines and references, along with having some outstanding, realistic-looking people, vehicles, and other sort of elements there. But the controversy continued, so along with the expected violence and uh, sexual content, there were other things that popped up, like drunk driving, since uh, the main character, Nico Belich, often hung out with other people, so he'd get calls outside of missions to do a whole bunch of other little sports or other little chicanery, and sometimes they'd go to the bar. And then, yeah, they'd stumble around and uh, try to catch a cab, sober up, or then try to drive home. So plenty of protests tied to that. And I know that many retailers evaluated how they were going to position Grand Theft Auto. The controversy continued into Grand Theft Auto V, which came out in 2013, which went back to the world of San Andreas, opened up a lot of options there. I can't even begin to explain, like you play tennis, there were cats and dogs around too, but it also reduced water torture. So, plenty of flexibility there, but the gameplay also expanded in that there were three main characters that you could play, and in some missions, you could hop between them to do different acts. So... The series grows, and uh, Grand Theft Auto Online has existed for a while, too, with many missions, things that update regularly, too. And right now, Grand Theft Auto 6 remains a rumor, with no indication necessarily what's going on. But I expect something soon, because at this point, Grand Theft Auto is probably the... For what I read, the fourth largest video game series, so this follows, like, Mario and Pokemon, to an extent. Behind me, this is Aaron Johnston, Jesse Murphy, and Avi Bortnick with one of the expansions to Grand Theft Auto 4. And this is the down-tempo mix of the Ballad of the Gay Tony theme, which was a side game to Grand Theft Auto 4 in the same universe, to the point that you could play various missions, almost a precursor to Grand Theft Auto 5, from different perspectives. Anyways, that's going to be it for Gura, Grand Theft Auto and Exploding Head Movies this week. Coming up at 9 o'clock, it is Gavin Walker with The Jazz Show. Looks like he's got a guest, and as of late, Mr. Walker's been doing some soundtrack profiles himself, too. So stay tuned early, right after this show, and you'll catch one of the soundtracks I've been hoping to profile at some point. But you get the right man at the right time to do it for you. Next week, we'll have our annual Rogue Carol episode, so... Counter-programming everything you hear in the mall or other commercial stations will have holiday music with a twist. And tomorrow also marks the first night of Hanukkah, for those that observe, as the eight nights of the Jewish festival lights kick off, so mazel tov to ya. We'll close with a tribute to Della Reese. Most of us know her for acting, most recently with the supernatural drama Touched by an Angel. She's been actually on TV for decades, including her own talk show in the late 60s. She also appeared on film, but her background was a jazz and gospel singer. 
the latter of which actually tied into her becoming ordained as a minister, and she started her own church. Delores died November 19th this year at the age of 86, and she's had tons of amazing songs, including Compared to What, and That Reminds Me, and Don't You Know. We're going to go back to 1957, off of Melancholy Baby. This will be the late, great Delores with its Monday every day. Not always the case. The next Monday will be in seven days, and I'll see you then. It's Monday every day Since you're gone Yes, and it's blue time all the time From now on So what if it's Tuesday to Sunday And that old son keeps saying Howdy It won't change my mood I just sit and brood as far as I'm concerned, it's Monday and it's cloudy. It's winter through the years. What has it made? I only know my life is simply nothing. It's as bare as a dying tree because it's Monday every day. You are listening to CITR-FM, 
101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. Stay tuned now for The Jazz Show with Gavin Walker coming right up right now. <laughs> 